up, man? It feels great to watch football right now. You know the the uh, the cool thing about this shit is is all your friends that don't usually talk to you about football are talking to you about football and they're like into it for yeah. this month. You know, you know, and it doesn't bother me that they don't really know all that much or know the players, whatever. But everyone's like kind of coming to you and talking to you. Yeah. I love it. I, you know, it's probably my favorite thing, and you're seeing everyone celebrating. But um, anyway, it's uh, the Bottled Soccer Talk podcast, episode number, whoa, what number is this? Uh, 114. 114. Yeah. Two guys, two mics, two pints, and it's our first time uh, doing this during a, a World Cup, and it's pretty exciting. Uh, how you doing, man? Doing all right, man. Uh, just enjoying the games, uh, as you are as well. Um you know, it's every day. There's something to look forward to. Um, really, you wake up and you you get the first hit of results. Cause I mean, unless you wake up at two a.m., um, which not a lot of people. I'm do. not inclined to do that. No. Yeah, you find out some results, and some of the results we've you know found out that early in the morning kind of just make you rub your eyes as soon as you get out of bed, and mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, did that really happen? Uh, but yeah, so far this World Cup has been nothing short of. Uh, a very surprising affair as far as upsets and, you know, a lot of, of good football. Um, maybe not as many goals as I would like, with the exception of the Spain game today. But, yeah, man, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's unique, you know, first time having the World Cup around this time of the year. But now that it's here, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at it at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, that's, that's the thing is this time of the year, we're not really used to seeing football like this. I think it's pretty cool because it's constant. It's every day. Um, you know, like I said, people are just hitting up with the results. Um, I mean, as far as like goals, it's there have been a couple blowouts. There have been a couple teams that have done, I think, what they needed to do. And then there have been the complete opposite. And then you'll have some of your stalemates um, like yeah. Mexico and Poland and I think Denmark, Tunisia, like some, some games where we're not all that really looking forward to um but uh i think tomorrow is the is the last day of the first match day yeah which is like the big teams like portugal brazil uruguay um so so we're still we're missing some teams but for the most part i guess i mean how should we do this should we say should we talk about this like who's surprised us so far or yeah i would say um well, I could already imagine there's a few teams, but are there any teams that you've been impressed with as far as, like, they've maybe surpassed your expectation? Um, yeah, I mean, ignoring the upsets, I think uh, I think Ecuador was impressive. And, yeah, Qatar's probably not the strongest team in terms of football, in terms of talent. But the way Ecuador – because I, I didn't really think too highly of Ecuador, really – Especially a couple of teams that were left out, like Colombia, Peru, yeah. who I think were better or are better. But what I did notice from Ecuador is they have a pretty good amount of young talent. Yeah. There were some players that were like, oh, he plays there. He plays there. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They're in Europe for sure. They're deep now. It's yeah. not like before. Yeah. And they're young. And, man, they're physical. Yeah. And, and still technical at the same time. So they, they, they really um, they made Qatar look... Uh, yeah. And and it, as it stand as it so happened to be, uh, Qatar is the first host to lose the opening match 
in the 96 year uh, World Cup history which is crazy yeah it's strange um, I, for me it's not a surprise because I've always thought that Ecuador is better than Qatar you know that, that stat is crazy to me the fact that the hosts it's like if are the hosts like purposely playing the weakest team or you know what's going on because you would think there'd be more losses but yeah yeah it's crazy mm-hmm. stat yeah. and there's a first time for everything um, but yeah no I, I do like Ecuador you know like you said like guys like Estupiñan Caicedo um, you know Ener Valencia who you forget about because he's not in Europe anymore right, right, but yeah. he's still very good um, yeah it's just a fun team to watch for sure yeah, they were good. Um, another team that was surprising, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, man. Uh, let, let, let me look at it because uh, I guess this is lazy of me to just try to come <laughs> up with it like, uh, like right off the top of my dome. Yeah, so many um, games, to be fair. It's tough. Yeah, it's, it's, it has been a lot to keep up with for sure. Um, you know what kind of surprised me? Uh, and even though they lost, Senegal... Yeah, Senegal were like they played Netherlands really well, and and you got to figure if they had Mane, um, yeah, who was officially ruled out, I think late last week. Uh, I think you think if they have him that match and their chances for this tournament would be a whole lot different. The fact that they don't have him and the fact that Netherlands are a pretty strong team, kind of a it kind of surprised me, but but they they held their own really well, and uh, Netherlands are a good team, so there's no shame in, in really losing to them. Just you would think that. Senegal would have gotten a better result. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, anyone else that, that kind of caught your eye or surprised you so uh, far? For me, uh, it's not that they weren't expected to win because they were, but I really was impressed with, with England. Um, I know it's Iran and, and it's not a, a really great team, but you know the fact that they were able to amass six goals and, and possibly could have even gotten more uh, for me, was was a good tale for them, and, and I think they're going to be an impressive team to watch. Yeah, we're so used to seeing them underperform that yeah. that when they actually do perform to their level, you're like, wow, the, okay, these guys, when they get their shit together, they're actually really good. Yeah, I think much like Belgium today who won 1-0 against Canada, I would have <laughs> expected a similar result from England because they're known for that where despite being much better they'll win like 1-0 and, and, or like 2-1 or something but no they, they won 6-2 yeah I can't remember the last time they had a crazy result like this yeah yeah and so I, you know I was kind of impressed with them um, aside, aside from them I mean now I'm going to include the upsets because I know you said not including yeah. the upsets and yeah, maybe this could lead to the, to the bigger discourse but you know Saudi Arabia I didn't watch the game live because you know I wasn't going to get up that early but uh, you know, obviously the upset of the tournament. Some people are calling it the upset of the World Cup, of all like World ever. Cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's a group stage game, so I, I don't know if the implications really mean much. But I guess, I guess, the way people see it is that Argentina is looked at, and a lot of people are favoring them to win the whole thing, or favored them to win the whole thing. I don't know if it's them actually believing in the team or, or knowing the team or if them actually wanting Messi to win, mm-hmm. which I have a hunch that's the case. People want to see Messi win it. It could be. But, you know, there's some good players around them. They do. No, it's a great team. It's, it's just, just not a complete team. I've never been all that convinced, but, you know, I'm a hater, I guess. <laughs> <And> I'm biased. <laughs> it's fair. I mean, the, the, uh, you know, Argentina wasn't the only team to, you know, kind of concede to an upset. Uh, Germany, Germany, losing my, one of my yeah. picks. I, I, in my bracket, I had them getting to the final. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really hard to. I, I'm not ready to like discount these teams that lost when they were not expected to. Because 
even when Spain, for example, won their World Cup, their first game of that World Cup, they lost to Switzerland, which was unanticipated at the time. Um, I don't think it's uh, exactly the end-all, be-all, but it was surprising. Mm-hmm. But I just want to quickly like say, like, Saudi Arabia, like, I- I'm kind of impressed with them. Despite, you know, them getting dominated as far as, like, shot creation and all that, they they hit them in the mouth when they needed to and and you know they you know they capitalized with two goals and uh yeah man um you know other than that it's i think it's discipline and and you know mm-hmm. hard work and tactics tactics come, yeah come, come into the situation that's a big thing um, yeah people are very are very much uh, hyping up their their manager so i wouldn't be surprised if a big club picked them up yeah yeah it's it's a very interesting case cuz you don't get a whole lot of that uh but sometimes you will get that where it's like a manager that's not necessarily from the region coaches them and, and leads a team to glory and it's a good indication of, of what that manager can do with limited time limited resources and, and and so on yeah and that result just kind of i guess maybe we can talk about that when the group stages when we when we um, individually break down the groups but that really just changes the whole landscape the, yeah, yeah. Of, of that group you know that includes poland and mexico um, but yeah, I think those were the, like the biggest surprises. Um, you know, going into it, I guess. I guess the only team that that played, I don't even want to say well or better, but you know, as as you support U.S., I support Mexico. I think the best team, the, the team that played best, was Canada. Yeah, and they were the ones that, that ended up with with the with the loss. Yeah, I, I don't no think points. they played that much better, by the way. But no, no, because Belgium, Belgium, even though even though that team is is still starting Alderweireld, um, Vertonghen, uh, uh, on the on the uh, on the back line, they're still a good team. They still have really good talent, uh, so. So Canada was never going to blow them out of the water, but they they did shoot more, they they did they did rough them up a lot more. They they were good, but you know they you can say all you want about that, and a lot of a lot of the uh, the narrative right now is oh well you know you know as a supporter of Concacaf, like bro I I don't support a confederation. Yeah. Like what you do, you're you're my rival most of the time. This is a World Cup, is a special occasion. That doesn't mean I'm going to support you, uh, just because we're we're from the same region. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. That to me is uh, um, is you supporting a Premier League team just because they're in the Champions League final when most of the time you hate them. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean there are certain teams that you might have an affinity for more than another team. Maybe that's understandable. Like, say if Arsenal made a Champions League final, which, you know, currently they can. They can't, sorry. Um, I, I'd kind of be more inclined to root for them. But, you know, as far as Canada's sake, for the reason of the way things went down in World Cup qualifying and the Gold Cup and everything, um, I think the animosity, some of the cockiness from the Canada camp, from the players, from the media, from the fans... I, I I'm not rooting for them at all. No, they, um, they, no, they they were so annoying. Uh, even like, uh, f- correct me if I'm wrong, but 
they didn't make any finals in the Gold Cup, uh, Nations League. Um, all they did was lead in qualifying. Yeah, and I'll give them that. They they did have the most dominant run of all the teams well, in Concacaf. They got the most points. They yeah, got yeah, first place. Um, but that's it. Yeah, and they. They're, they're puffing their chest out like they actually won something. They didn't, you don't win that. You just qualify. I don't, I don't... To me, their arrogance and the way they were behaving last year was... I don't know. It's kind of confusing. I don't know. No, no. I, I, uh, no, I totally agree. I mean, what, what got me is like, you know, especially the goalkeeper from Canada, Borjan, mm-hmm. Milan Borjan. You know, he was very, you know, adamant about where Canada stands currently. They're like, we believe we're the best team in CONCACAF. When we play the U.S. or Mexico, it seems like they're play, scared to play against us. And, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what was said. And that for me was like, man, like, well, clearly you guys have never been Awful here before. Awful high opinion of yourselves. Like, yeah. So, act like you've been there. And that was my thing. So, no, I'm, I'm not going to root for them. Altogether, I do want CONCACAF to do well. And I'm almost inclined to even root for Mexico more than Canada. But, but, but you know, that's the thing. Though, is the, these are like, you know common rivals that we see more than anybody else you know you, you don't really see Spain a whole lot Germany wh- whoever as much as you see these guys um, I, I just don't understand wanting them to do better than us no never that yeah, you know never that, that yeah that's that's weird yeah because I, I think on the field they were better just better than what US and Mexico showed maybe yeah, in some cases, Maybe. I would say. Maybe. However, you know, let's not forget, they had a chance to go up. Alfonso Davies steps up for a penalty. Um, Which great save. To me. Yeah, great save by Courtois. Um, he did his thing. And, and that's where the game really hung on for a while. It's like, well, Canada had the chance to go up. They didn't. I'm not going to glorify them for not capitalizing. Um, whereas, you know, I know it was just one ball comes from the backfield from a defender. Bachuay plays it, scores, and that's it. And that's football sometimes, you know. It's a one-off game. It's the only time you're going to play this team, and, and you, you won yeah. on that technicality. Uh, credit to them, though. They, they capitalized on their one chance. Belgium did. I felt like they were underwhelming. De Bruyne was not at his best. Uh, it, it seems like that team may be missing Lukaku. And they're missing, like, a, a very... Yeah, that's why, yeah. despite scoring a goal, he could have had two, three. Yeah. Um, his first touch was awful. Uh, man, he was... <laughs> they really could use Lukaku. I, I don't know what kind of condition he's in, but he's there. He's, he should be ready, I think, for the next match. And they could use him a lot. Yeah, because his style of play can be used very well in, in international football, you know, hold-up play. I mean, we saw when Wales brought brought on, I forget the guy's name, but big guy. Uh, they brought it, brought on a kind of like a target man player, hold up play. You get physical and you create more opportunities yeah. for the players around you. Sometimes that's what happens and, and what works in international football. Um, you know, credit to Canada for putting in a shift. Um, one thing about them that's most impressive is like they have a bunch of servicemen. Like they press really well. They're very athletic, pretty young. Um, I thought Eustachio in the midfield was good, but they're missing no, a little bit more. Uh, he was really impressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, out of all the players, uh, I believe he had the most progressive dribbles and a lot of good stats to showcase that. So, um, yeah, man, I, I, I'm not, I don't feel bad for Canada. Uh, good, oh, yeah. good effort. But, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not rooting for them. Yeah, I, I won't be. And, and in the end, you didn't convert. You could tell me your XG was 12. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I, man, they, they missed a lot of shots. You know, you can shoot all you want, but most of them weren't even hitting target. And that's on, and I was going to say, a lot of, I was seeing some of the Canada fans, they were like, you know, Jonathan, Jonathan David should have maybe done better with some of those chances. And they were like, well, what if Kyle Lahren started? And and sometimes, like, maybe it's a, it's, a ba- it's a battle between the strikers and who's in form, but maybe that could have been the difference. I don't know. We'll never really know. But, yeah, clearly, um, you know, they underperformed as far as finishing, but on every other facet, they looked really they, good. They, they looked okay. Um, they looked okay. You know, the interesting thing, I think they play Croatia next, and the manager sounded pretty cocky saying, like, yeah, we got to go and F Croatia. Like, <laughs> like saying, like, we're going to dominate them. And this is the thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way is, like, Canada really is, is trying to push this tough guy narrative. When that's never been them, I don't think it is them. And yeah. I don't think they have the I skill mean, to back culture, it up. I mean, as a culture, as a people... They have a very firm reputation as being very nice. Yeah, yeah. Very passive. And I think that would so play better. So for, for, for their, their football teams to, to totally take this other narrative, when you can tell that they're not really like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, that, that whole team just rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not going to give them the benefit of that. I'm not going to give them too much love. <laughs> like, they'll yeah. have to do something, like, very surprisingly nice for yeah. me to be like, oh, okay, you guys get credit. And up until now, we, we've discussed every CONCACAF team with the exception of one, Costa Rica, uh, yeah. who probably had the worst performance out of any team so far in the World Cup. Man, they're, they have a very shallow talent pool. I mean, their best player for quite a few years now has been their keeper, and he's been their like, by far best. Yeah, well, he's it's their best even, all time, yeah. It's not like this situation where, like Belgium... Courtois might be one of their best players. But yeah. you still have, like, KDB. You, you still have, like, Lukaku who can, like, put in a shift. You can, yeah. You, Hazard might Hazard be didn't look bad. Yeah. Uh, Witzel. But Costa Rica is Kaylor Navas. And Joel Campbell was playing. Yeah, Brian Ruiz was still playing. I had no idea that Joel Campbell was still getting calls. But, like, they're, they're, they That's just, how starved they are. They're yeah. just starving, man. They don't have much going for them and it's it, it's kind of sucks to see because they've we know them from like 2010 and I don't even know if they were even that good in 14 but they're still playing like the same team yeah um going against Spain's oh like, like a very good tactics, Spain Spain's yeah. youth a very organized team <sighs> bro when you're getting out possessed at 80 plus percent it's just a might different well, game. Might yeah. as well just like throwing, excuse me, throwing the towel, man. That's that's a training session. That's what it. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. Uh, truthfully, I think even looking at it now, it would have been more, I think, worthy to have seen maybe Panama, who who can play a very good physical Jamaica. game. Jamaica. Yeah, those are the two teams. Because um, for me, Costa Rica, truthfully, is on par with teams like you know El Salvador and. As of now, yeah. yeah. So and maybe even less so. It, yeah, it could be the case with the way that El Salvador is kind of trending now. But, um, you know, it's it's just one of those things where clearly, it, you know, they weren't up to par. And, I, I mean, it was, it was crazy to see. It was almost a bit surreal because in the second half, the Costa Rican team looked like they were already checked out as far as, like, no matter what they did about pressing or trying to win the ball back. Uh, Spain is so good about just moving the ball forward and, and knowing where to turn, where to, where to make the next pass. It, it was so beautiful to watch, but I don't want to hype up Spain that much yet until I see them it's do, tough, yeah, yeah. do like, that against you, another you team. Wanna give, you want to – well, they 
they were one of the few teams that did what they had to do. Oh, they yeah. performed to their level, and they were basically flawless. Oh yeah, they didn't no, concede any. They scored seven. I mean, Costa Rica ah, did not have one shot. You know, not even one. So when that's when so that's bad. the case, it's like, well, yeah, you. That's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got to feel for them. Um, but again, I don't think that's an indictment on Concacaf because we know what Concacaf is in comparison to what what Conmebol and what UEFA is. Not to mention one of the best in the UEFA. You know? And again, that that whole narrative is like. Like, oh, yeah, you know, they were disappointing as representatives. Guy, like, you can't complain about not looking good against a, a country that has a top league that constantly produces top talent. You, you can't show up and want to make a World Cup and then get disappointed when you know, when you know that no one in Costa Rica, it, it, Costa Rica is not developing talent. Costa Rica doesn't have a top league. You, no, no one plays in Costa Rica. Um... So, so you can't act disappointed when, when you draw the groups and say, oh, well, we have Spain. We have a chance. No, you don't. Yeah. Like, re- on paper, you don't. And, and that's why there's upsets like the whole Saudi Arabia-Argentina thing. But more often than not, nine times out of ten, like, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, so I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it's, it's disappointing for Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, you know, needs to show up more. No, man. Like, there's, there's realities in football. We have to accept that. Yeah. I mean, there was always going to be a big gap there. I just personally didn't think it was going to be like a seven-goal difference. Uh, in my mind, I could see Spain winning three, four, nil. But seven was impressive. Um, some but, of the goals like, that so, were scored were. So how many times have we seen that in, in any game when it's when it's that big of a disparity, and then we say, "But it could have been more." Well, yeah. th- this was that game. It was more. Yeah, yeah, it could have yeah. been for sure. Yeah, seven goals, man. That's. That's it was wild. funny because I think it was... Uh, you just don't belong. Yeah, yeah. I was like... I think there was a few... Like, they added so much stoppage time, too, to that oh, game. And I was like, no, well, they could I easily know. score, like, two more at the way the way they're playing. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, it's um, it's crazy, man. Uh, but I will say, uh, uh, I still want to give credit to Spain to an extent. Like, I know... No, they executed so, it. Yeah, and some teams would have taken their foot off the gas. But, you know, uh, it looks like they're really motivated. You know, and, as, a, as a player yeah. and, uh, like, an athlete, I would think that... It's oh god, I would think it's more offensive if they took their foot off. No, well, yeah, know, for sure. It sucks, right? We're all human. We we hate that, and and obviously our morale is going to go down. But I would hate it even more if they stopped trying. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but yeah, man, those were all the Concacaf teams we went over. But you know, we're just kind of you know prefacing it and just kind of like going through them but we could go more into depth if you if you'd like i don't you, know if you just want to run down the games that, yeah yeah we'll start yeah. with um uh sunday which was obviously qatar and, and ecuador um how, um how do you feel about uh uh infantino's uh, speech oh yeah that, that was <laughs> funny man i mean for me that's not a guy that i take serious to start with so i wasn't surprised by his comments Poor choice of words, a bit um, tone deaf would be the word I'd u- I would use. Uh, but yeah, not, totally break, not break surprised. Break it down, like, I, I guess, like just the gist of it, or a yeah, few I select mean, quotes. Yeah, I don't have it directly in front of me, but he was saying, you know, like, today I feel Arab, which mm-hmm. is weird already as a start. Today I feel black. Today I feel gay. <laughs> today I feel, you know, and he just went on a whole spiel uh, trying to kind of highlight the marginalized groups 
that you're not even allowing. To, he was trying know. to cover his ass. Yeah, yeah, and and it, for me, it was it was lame. It was uh, not genuine, and and just a, a perfect example of the kind of people that are running FIFA. Um, and that's no secret, you know. Um, at the end of the day, there's a lot of corrupt powers and, and people with you know bad intentions. But the sport is always lovely as it is. But it's, it sucks that those are the kind of people that are, you know, uh, leading that charge. So. Yeah, it was a joke for me and, and something that I didn't take serious. It was almost banter uh, for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you, you don't want to take it as, like, some shitty joke, but it, it kind of might be just, like, his own sick little... <laughs> it could be, it could you know? be. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who approved that as far as, like, the FIFA PR team or, or anything. Yeah, but whenever you see, like, a tone-deaf-ass, uh, like... Like ad or something like you know the whole Balenciaga thing right now going. Oh uh, yeah, like, I have heard about. Like that. you don't do you understand how many people have to look at this and approve it? Like not only just budgets but like managers and creative people, and then for all of them to be like, yes, this works, this is great. Like goddamn. Yeah, it's God strange. Damn. You'd imagine who, who, didn't, who, who didn't have the boss to say, okay, we can't fucking do this. Let's not do this. And truthfully, within a lot of the older age group. They're not able to filter out those kind of things, unfortunately. I think it's the younger crowd that's able to pick it. up yeah. those sensitivities, and it showed, man. Um, apart from that, though, um, I will say, obviously, the beer sales have been a big thing. That was a, a, a huge talking point at yeah. the end of the week where I think 48 hours before before uh, the first game, uh, Qatar had decided that there was not going to be any... Um, alcohol sales within the stadium um you know and it's just further kind of uh driving in the point that the alcohol is not as tolerated as people wanted it or thought it might be yeah um but you know in a lot of stadiums in europe you don't you're not allowed to take beer on in the stands there's like there's common areas where you can drink I think within the stadiums. Yeah. But once you get to your seats, you, you can't really. Um, the one thing, though, is that the luxury seats, the box seats, the hospitality, as, as it's referred to, uh, which are going for north of $20,000 per game, those people are getting access to alcohol in the stadium mm-hmm. during the games. So it's, you know, just further, further driving it that. You know, money talks. You know, the rich people get what they want, and then the the people that can't quite afford it, or aren't you know really in a position to spend that, uh, are screwed. Yeah, it's part of that yeah. kind of like elitist mentality that, you know, that's what the higher echelon society in the Middle East kind of thrives off of. Like even Dubai and and you know some of the other you know Maybe. you know yeah big uh you know Middle Eastern countries. That's what they glorify. That's what they appease to. And it, it sucks, you know. But um, I will say, apart from that, though, the funds, the, the funds, the fans seem to be having a fun time. Oh, dude, yeah. Uh, it looks still looks like a good time. Obviously, there's some cultural differences that will always exist. But maybe it's not all, you know, as bad as people may have portrayed it as. I know there was that case of, of the the gentleman being told to stop recording. It may have been a misunderstanding. But apart from that... Things have looked all right. I know there's been issues with 
rainbow, uh, you know, displays as far as shirts or masks or armbands. And, and that's still a strange one. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, well, the law is, like, homosexuality is illegal. Right. Uh, in, in that country. Uh, but also wearing a, a rainbow anywhere, just, just the idea that a rainbow is is banned or illegal it's hilarious to me because it's it's just an assortment of colors you know (laughs) it's a spectrum of colors yeah exactly so I I don't know like I understand why people would wear it and but supporting something isn't the same as engaging in it right engaging in homosexuality is illegal yeah yeah but supporting the idea of sexuality it's kind of hard to to say that that's illegal right no yeah for sure it's it's weird and um and I will say some of I, I feel like some of the people that are you know pushing the boundaries with that yeah. they know what they're doing know, you know they're I trying know. to you know get pushed to the forefront and become a face they, of, they're trying to be a martyr yeah. And, yeah, yeah and that that on its own is annoying too you know you're that's it's, virtue signaling yeah exactly big virtue signaling yeah. and you know it, it makes both parties look bad in, in the grand scheme but, but the one thing though with FIFA banning the the um, the teams that want to wear the One Love uh, captain's armband with the with the rainbow on it, um, where FIFA is going to automatically give them a yellow card if they decide to wear it. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the teams just decided, okay, no, it's not worth it. But that's that for FIFA is kind of I don't know. That's that doesn't make sense to me. It's extreme for sure, and it has to be in the laws of the game too. Yeah, for for you to get a yellow card from it, and uh, unless they added something that's not going to be uh, applied in future games, I don't know. That's that's murky waters. Yeah, it's messed up for for the FAs to be looking at and being like, how can you how can you threaten that and and even enact it if we decided to? I don't, I don't know. That that to me is is that that's the weirdest one. I know. I wonder how that would work too. Like, does it mean every player on the starting lineup? Has a yellow or like you know how how does that work? Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it yeah. really fucking doesn't make sense. Look, because moving forward after this tournament, uh, if they decide to do something like that, are they gonna get yellows? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it, that's you know the whole political spectrum and and that side of things is very interesting to keep an eye on. The football. On the other hand, has been fun. I, I think um, it's been so enjoyable, man. Yeah, there's just been the, like so much just entertainment. That it's the World Cup, man. Yeah, it's at the end of the day, it's still the World Cup, and mm-hmm. I, I've been enjoying it. So that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's run down the groups. Um, unless there was any other like off-field type things mm. that have been worth mentioning, I don't think so. Man. Not yet. Um, I mean, I don't think we discussed this last week because it wasn't official yet. But you know, certain injuries like we we did go over oh, Mane, yeah. but Kareem Benzema, Benzema was a big one, big miss, big big miss. And Despite Kunku too, I don't know if that happened before. Yeah, and Kunku happened before. We knew that ahead of time. Okay, but then you know it came out that Benzema, his his I think it was an issue with the quad. It, no, it turned out that he had torn a hamstring. Holy and, shit. Uh, and when it was with Madrid the last two or three weeks, everyone in Madrid was kind of, they were kind of poking fun at it, uh, that he's just reserving himself just for the World Cup for France and all that, yeah. which is understandable, for mm-hmm. honest. He missed the last one. But but it turns that out sucks. that the injury was actually more severe than, than anyone knew, and it made sense. 
So, you know, I think two training sessions in, he's just like, I just can't do this. Yeah. Um, the weird thing, though, is that uh, Deshaun did not decide to put in a reserve like, to, to swap him out. Yeah. So they're down that two, guy. Two strikers, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're down. They're two, probably their two best strikers right now in form anyway. Yeah, I guess. And I don't know. He didn't call in someone to fill in. It's weird. Maybe he'll wait till after the group stage. I mean, who knows? Can he? I, I, I'm not sure actually about the rules, but I've, I've heard that you're able, if like due to, you know, illness or injury, hmm. you're able to bring someone in. Uh, you know, there's obviously more technicalities to it as far as like time and, and things like that. But I think he will. I hope so. They I lost, mean, they'll need it. They also lost uh, uh, Lucas. Was it Lucas? Or yeah, no, it was Lucas. Yeah, Lucas. Yeah. So he, he's not only gone for a World Cup, he's done It's for crazy, too, because he got season. shook up. He messed up his knee, and then at on the same like in the same moment, Australia scores their goal. Mm. Uh, it was a nice goal, by the way. Uh, I was like, yeah, "Wow, yeah. what am I seeing? Like, is Australia really gonna win that?" Because yeah. you were watching that one live mm-hmm. at the pub, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and then yeah, that was pretty insane. Um, sucks to see. It happens every World Cup. We'll see how prevalent it is. You know, if if it continues to to happen, but. Yeah, yeah, it's tough, and you well, know, hate who, to see that. Who else was officially uh, ruled out uh, as far as stars go? Mane, right? Mane, Benzema, and Kunku prior. You know, he was like one of the first ones. Uh, I can't think of too many more. If I'm honest, um, I can't really. Well, um, Argentina got two, right? Oh, because I, I, they were able to fill in uh, on Almeida and. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And Angel Correa. Yeah. But those were those were kind of like last minute. Um, yeah, last uh, minute reserves. swaps. Um, I'm sure there's other ones. I'm I'm just not remembering right now. Yeah, they're not too notable if I if I were to say, it, but I mean it'll, it'll probably continue happening. You know, in the next week or so, they might go like one, two, three other guys that are notable that might go out, which you hate to see. Um, you hate to see. It. Oh, um, Nico Williams, I believe. Uh, he he got injured against the U.S. and had to come oh, out. I thought you were talking about the dude from Spain. Like, no, 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 on. no. He looked good today. Um, yeah, he, you know, he, a lot. I mean, that whole team, man. There's it was hard to spot a flaw. You know, uh, like a lot. Of, like Kevin hit me up. He's like, Gavi though. I'm like, man, <laughs> Gavi looked good, but like, bro, we can go through the whole team and I, say. I, I want to see them against someone that's gonna fight back. Like someone that's able to fight back. That's Spain Germany because, because a lot of be Spain, Spanish players, especially those Barcelona guys. When things get tough, they kind of, they kind of get shook. Yeah, yeah. So I want to see, I want to see if they can respond to um, adversity. Yeah, I was gonna say antagonism, but that's that that's, too, yeah. that's the word. <laughs> that's um, uh, all right. Yeah, so let's break down the games that happened. Um, starting off with uh, Group A, uh, again Qatar versus Ecuador to kick things off, and uh, fuck right away, Ecuador was just. Man, they were attacking. Yeah, just took it to them. Yeah, they took it to there. I I did learn a little bit of, a little bit more of the offside rule. I did. Um. So, there was a goal that was called off side, even though there was one more defender. Yeah. Because of the keeper coming out. By the way, the keeper for Qatar was awful. Yeah, yeah. Was so it's bad. funny how his bad goalkeeping kind of saved them in that case. Like the fact that he even yeah. came out yeah. that far. <laughs> It's like that's bad yeah. goalkeeping. So whenever we see that that someone's offside and we look at the last defender's position, in the rules, it specifically states the second to last defender. So, so in that instance, the second to last defender was the keeper because mm-hmm. he came out. 
I, I didn't know this. I had no idea. So when the when the guy explaining the rules was on air explaining it, everyone was thinking like, "Oh, this is fucking corrupt." Yeah. We already see corruption in the first like ten minutes or something. Yeah. Uh, they they took away a goal, which was a pretty nice goal because it was like an overhead kick uh, assist. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, I looked up the rules and yeah, it's it's the uh, it's always the second to last defender, uh, this, their position, and it just so happened that Ender Valencia was. By, by a very slight margin, by the way, offside, and uh, they uh, they they ruled it out. But Ecuador just fucking happened to go and score two more, and they dominated that game. Qatar yeah. had nothing for them, and Qatar looked pretty good last year in the Gold Cup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but man, they they were just so flat, and they they had nothing to offer against Ecuador. Yeah, I think very much a, a one sided. A tale and and you know respect to Ecuador they they handled business and you know we'll see how they do in the following matches it's gonna yeah. be a fun watch yeah, but they've set themselves up to be really I think yeah they look they look good yeah. like they'll you know get past the group stage we'll see what happens after that you know all right and what's the next match after that next match we have okay. England Iran uh, uh, well they're not in Group A right oh no no um, who's in Group A Group A is it Senegal Netherlands that's in that uh, group yeah. Um, that yeah, that game ended zero two to Netherlands. Um, you know, Gakpo and Klassen get the late goals, and it, you know it felt like it was definitely a, a tough game on Senegal as far as like what they deserved out of the game. But you know, at, at the end of the day, Senegal had more shots in total, more shots on target. But uh, Netherlands was just more clinical, and um, you know you have to give them credit for that. Um, Following that match, though, uh, we had uh, England, Iran, mm-hmm. and England. You know, as they should, they won, but you know, they won by a very good margin. Is it Iran or Iran? Oh, it's yeah, it's Iran. It's Iran. Okay. Yeah, I, I think uh, Landon Donovan was getting a lot of flack for calling them Iran. I think if you live in America, you know them as Iran. Yeah. Yeah, it's so stupid to to give shit to people. <laughs> and, and you know, it's funny that the. Because the English, like, audience mm-hmm. is so vocal on Twitter, especially about football. Like, you, I know you guys aren't talking with the way you overpronounce things. Yeah, or purposely just butcher it. You know, yeah, I feel yeah like exactly. There, there's yeah, there's Benzema. That. Yeah, Benzema. Uh, uh, Raul Jimenez. Yeah, yeah. Jimenez. Yeah, uh, but you know, you know what I liked about the England performance is that you know everybody ate. You know, it doesn't look like there's one clear front runner as far as scoring. Uh, you know, goals from, you know, f- uh, five different players. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um, as far as Iran, uh, Iran uh, you know, they, <laughs> they they did their thing as far as uh, posing a challenge to score. Just not enough, and they can never expect to against a team like England. Isn't it their striker for Porto? Yeah, yeah, Taremi. So yeah. the thing about him is he's been on that team for a while, but he's never, like, a solid starter because, you know, obviously there's better he's players. He's got five of Champions League goals. Yeah, yeah, he's not bad. Um and he's quite skillful, but yeah, England's always a better team, and and the youngsters look really good. You know, Bellingham and yeah, you know, yeah. Saka, and even Grealish picking up his goal. It's just a lot of you know good performance. Oh, he did that celebration for um, yeah for, for Finley, little, yeah, his little friend. Yeah, he butchered it, but yeah, he, he did. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't quite a Daniel Sturridge, but we'll take it. Um, and then the the final game of that day um, was the USA against Wales. In a one-one, you know, uh, stalemate. Uh, that one was frustrating. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because you, uh, in the first half, U.S. had them, man. They really fucking had them. Well, yeah. Like, one thing I will say, though, is attacking, they're, they're not creative enough. They didn't create enough yeah. clear chances, but they neutralized Wales. And they had more... Wales put out more, more of a skillful, fast, and, and, you know, very pacey team. You know, Dan James... Now they sub him off in the second half and bring a more corpulent striker and, and a more physical striker and that that really caused trouble for the U.S. I think. Um, but up until then, the U.S. you know looked very good, dominated possession. Um, How many times were there passes in the transition in the transition from from you know defense possession in the midfield to getting an open space uh, in the in the last third? Where they missed that, you know, where they missed that gap, where they missed that that final pass. Yeah, you know, there, there was a whole lot of that, man. It was it was frustrating to watch. So then you gotta wonder, well, why wasn't Gio Reyna more involved? Well, why did he come on at all? Yeah, I, I think also even the positioning of the attacking players, like Sargent, um, even later on when you, Haji Wright comes in, like you also have to have a nose for where you think the pass is gonna go, and they're just way off. They're, they're well, Sargent only runs in straight lines. Yeah, and, and he's so limited in, in terms of. Yes, I understand that they wanted to play with the nine, um, but but what Sargent offers, he's so limited in in his abilities to to drop deep, to hold a play. He's good at pressing, and he's, he's good he's on got, the counter, and he's good. Yeah, he's yeah. good on on um, movement in the box when you you know when you're like on a quick uh, counter. Yeah, you play the ball ahead of him, a through ball, and right. expect him uh, to get on. But other than that, you know, he's he's very limited. He's not very technical. He's not big. You know, so like you know, holding up the ball is not yeah, yeah. not an option for that guy uh, linking up. Uh, so I think I think Burhalter missed. Uh, well, what he did was put another nine when he should have been more creative. Have someone draw a little deeper, make plays, and let uh, Weya and Pulisic overlap, which they weren't really doing. They would go up the flanks, sure, but. They were crossing a whole lot. They were yes, playing. Yeah. They were playing like they had a target man that doesn't exist. Yeah, and um, they, and the worst part is that we have a target man that we didn't bring. That's up. not called up. We have two. Yeah, Pepe and Pfog, and yeah. and I think those guys translate well to the cup games and, and games like this where, you know, teams make it and difficult. And they're better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, and they're better. better whoever's there. And yeah. credit to Wales too. They defended very they well. They defended well. They were organized. They and were disciplined. you know, we're talking about crosses. When when Wales would cross it, they looked much more menacing. Much more, much more dangerous. And especially when you have that that threat of uh, Gareth Bell, who's probably one of the best finishers in the game even now. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and he did get man of the match, which I wasn't yeah, ex- was entirely. He did have a better second half, and Wales as a whole had a much better second half. Yeah, they they actually gave USA the work. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like clear. But it was just when they would lose the ball, they would get it back, and and they were much much more a physical. Of, a lot of the second half was in the U.S.'s half. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think. Well, yeah, like you said, what will stay with me was the wasted balls into the box. Uh, there was so much of that. I thought Pulisic could have been better, but he he, tr- he did yeah. actually. You know, he looked like one of the better players. I will say we we have to remember he did provide the assist for Tim Weah on his goal, a great run by Tim Weah and a calm finish. I would love to see more of that. In fact, I wouldn't even mind seeing Wea in the middle, you know, because I think his runs, his his tech, you know, his technical ability is is better than maybe what Sargent can I, offer. I, I also felt that the subs came on very late. Yeah, the subs came on late, like and, and, and the incorrect subs too. Well, also Wales adjusted really well in the half. Yeah, and typically, 
uh, teams like to make their subs in the 55th, 60th minute. Yeah. But they didn't happen until like the 70th or above that. Yeah, like 68, 70th. So, so Berhalter was late to, to recognize any adjustment. And I don't think he made adjustment. He just subbed players off maybe due to fatigue. Fatigue, yeah. Weston McKinney was kind of had a little nagging oh, yeah, you did, know, yeah. thigh injury. Um, um, yeah, so overall, uh, we have to remember the only way Wales did score was through a penalty that, in my opinion, it was a penalty, but it shouldn't have even came to that because the ball had gone out of bounds previous to that. They were attacking okay, man. They, yeah. They, they were they were knocking, and it was, it was bound to happen whether it was a penalty or some shitty... Uh, set piece, some broken play. It was bound to happen. They they just I, I don't I, I felt like they they were amazing in the first half for sure, but in the in the second half there there was just something something missing there. And I think that, that a big part of that's due to the management. Yeah, yeah. I mean and, and fair play for the management for executing a good you know, uh, game plan in the first half. The second half, yeah, I agree. Um and I told you this. We were on the way to watch the second half at a restaurant. And I'm like, I just know that Wales is going to adjust, you know, and they yeah. did. And we didn't. And, um, you know, I will say also, by the way, stupid foul by Zimmerman. I mean, great game up until then. Him and Tim Ream looked good. Mm-hmm. And then that one mistake when Bale's not even facing the goal, no need to lunge in like that. You do. He's going to sell it. He went there was him. contact. It was he clear penalty, him, yeah. but... The penalty should have never even happened due to the out-of-bounds out play, which I thought should have been called. I will say as well that the referee was not good, by you know, in my opinion, and, and maybe it's my bias, but I, I thought he was shambolic. And, and yeah, uh, it's, it's tough. Maybe both teams felt like they could have gotten more out of the game. So I, I would say it's a fair result. Yeah, but, yeah, and um, that, might, that might even be true. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it ends up 1-1. They split points, and, you know, there's... There's a lot to look forward to. Um, the U.S. isn't all the way out. You know, now it's just a matter of, I think, who can beat Iran. The worst. The worst, yeah. Because it's going to be Wales and the U.S. kind of with the same kind of point. Yeah. And, and well, it's going to come down. And, and you also figure, um, well, there's a lot at stake with the, with the England game, just the history there. and Yeah. Also, whoever that. can get a good result against England will be yeah. important. Um, but, but Wales and England have, you know, they have their history, too. So, you know, Wales is going to... Yeah, you know, you're, they're going to be breaking legs, especially if they're not in good shape against Iran. Yeah, my thing is though, and this will be up to Gareth Southgate, but as far as depth, like the guys that they can bring on uh, England, I don't think they should have a problem uh, handling with either Wales. team. Yeah. yeah, and that's you know that kind of sucks, but at the same time, it's understandable because I mean that's football's hotbed right now. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, all right, let's move on to the Group uh, C games. Okay, so yeah, the first. Like real surprise of the tournament, um, it's a, man, it's a shocker. Saudi Arabia beats Argentina two one. Uh, Argentina only getting a goal on a penalty, by the way. Yeah. Uh, a lot of controversy because they had a couple of goals called off, um, and and also some pretty good shot stopping from the keeper. Yeah, um, but you know, two good goals from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Ah, man, uh, you know. It's, That's it's hard to feel bad for Argentina personally. I hear you. Yeah, um, and maybe maybe I'm biased saying that. Maybe probably I don't know. No, I feel the same way about Germany losing to Japan. I'm like I don't feel bad for them, but it's still an upset, and you know Germany should win. I think it's the same case here. Yeah, Argentina should win, and 
Especially when uh, I probably said this earlier. Especially when you consider how how hyped uh, Argentina have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Argentina. But I feel defensively, like, they've showed that they're a little flawed. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they're one of the fan favorites. I know it's the Messi factor, but even before Messi, like Argentina is always a team you look to mm-hmm. as as setting the standard of of football, especially from a creativity and flair perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very surprising. Let's just say that. And, and credit to Saudi Arabia. Um, I'm not sure. I would say Saudi Arabia outplayed them. But they executed their game plan and they knew their role. And I think the biggest problem with Argentina, seeing the highlights at least, was they didn't try to change whatever game plan they had. You know, they, they, they tried the same thing, the same thing. And, and Saudi Arabia was neutralizing it every time, whether it be the keeper or the defenders. Mm-hmm. And they frustrated them, you know. And, um, you know, credit to Saudi Arabia. They even made a national holiday uh, for the that fo- way. The following day, that's that's crazy. I know it's it's almost kind of sad, but you know, respect. I guess I guess like when you when you've never been there, that's what you that's what you do, you know. What I mean? Yeah. It's like the first group game, like yeah, you know. But um, oh man. But yeah, credit to Saudi Arabia, and and we'll see if, if well, they can not, double. They're up. not a very like football like rich country, you know. They they're just you know getting. They're just rich. Wet. Yeah, they're just rich in in you yeah, know in, assets in, in actual. And that's how they were able to get such Money. a great manager, by the way. Um, you know, this guy, you know, he didn't he didn't just stumble there. He's had a pretty good track record mm-hmm. coaching previously. And, and yeah, they, whatever game plan they had, they executed it perfectly. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just it's crazy because we all we all figured it was going to be something like that. That Spain, Costa Rica type score, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I thought like so, too. Absolute just ass whooping. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And then uh, the other match of the group is uh, Poland versus Mexico. This is a lot more even, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, talent and uh, on paper. But it was a pretty good match. I think um, I think both teams are going to feel disappointed that they didn't get more out of it. Uh, mostly because Lewandowski had a penalty and uh, Mexico controlled a lot of a lot of the game. But, mm-hmm. you know, they did what, what Mexico happens to do a lot. Is control possession, do short passing, you know, just just poke and prod and, and wait for an opening, which they created a few times. I just don't think that that I think they had the same problem that that US did was they didn't have that final guy to give them what they needed. Yeah, there was a lot of movement that that was out of sync. You know, Henry Martin, great on the club level. I just don't think he's. All that great, man. I think Chicharito's better. Uh, I think uh, uh, Santi Jimenez is better. And then they bring on uh, Jimenez later on, who his movement right now is just so limited just because of his injury. And and his confidence just seems so low because of the head injury. He doesn't, yeah, he's not the same player. I, I he's hate just to say. not, man. He's just not. And, and for whatever reason, Tata is not recognizing that or, or, or respecting that. I just, and I also think it's kind of shitty on him to not concede it. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. was a, a video of, of Mexico doing a rondo where he, he's barely moving. Yeah, like yeah. Like, he, he's almost dragging a leg. Um, man, respect to what he's done in his career, he's fought through everything, and at one point he was identified as a really good striker in the world, but now it's... You know, that injury set him back so much, and it's it sucks to see him like this. But Mexico was really lacking that 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 striker option uh, that day. Yeah. I think if there was better movement, 
better talent up there, it might have been a different story. Yeah, I, I will say uh, one thing that the Mexico did better than the U.S. was actually, like, the service that they provided was good. You know, there was, there was pretty good. There was some, uh, yeah. you know, some chip balls in there. There were some good crosses. Some early crosses that, um, that got in dangerous positions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but absolutely. you need, a, like you say, you need a guy to convert the half chances, um, which Chicharro so, so uh, you know, good at. And he's mm-hmm. notorious for that. And, and I think that they, they could have used a player like that. Um, you know, but, you know, I'll say uh, as far as uh, Poland, um, you know, they, for me, I think they know that they didn't create enough. And I think mm-hmm. if, if, if they would have conceded to Mexico, which there was more chances that Mexico would have scored, they would have, you know, not been happy with that, but they would have been like, fuck, well, they've created this much. They deserve that, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't think the scoreline is exactly indicative of the level of play, but... At the end of the day, I think Mexico has to be happy with the draw, considering the penalty. The penalty, yeah. Uh, which, you know, I, in, in slow-mo, you can see why it was called. In real time, I just thought it was a 50-50. Yeah, it was soft. I think I think it was soft, but it was like... It was a yeah. shirt pull that did it. Yeah, if, yeah. if the shirt pull doesn't happen, I think you it's know, just 50-50. You know what I think did it more was... Because they were both kind of like jostling. Yeah. What I, what I think did it more was that Hector Moreno went down a little early and didn't catch any of the ball. And... Mm-hmm. And he made contact on uh, Lewandowski's feet, and you can reasonably think, okay, that that could take a player down. Yeah, he sold it for sure, but that's what I think it really was. And uh, yeah, I, I don't really have a problem with it being called, to be honest with you. No, um, uh, yeah, I mean it, it's it's a weird one. And and Memo Ochoa just rising to the occasion. Yeah, but it was a bad it was a bad take for sure. Yeah, uh, on Lewandowski's part, but you still you, have you to guess the right way. Yeah, yeah, you have to say and he he did he guess did, the right. He did do a little like a little step fake too. Yeah, yeah, to to throw him off. So, um, yeah, overall, like I'm not too disappointed in in the result. I just know that that will maybe maybe with better personnel. And it also hurts like knowing that the result that Saudi Arabia pulled exactly. off. Exactly. There was points that really could have been gained. Um, exactly. And now you have to bank on you know your luck against yep. Argentina. Yeah. And by the way, I mean we'll see what, if Saudi Arabia is the real deal when they play Poland. But like even if Saudi Arabia plays Mexico, like what what kind of threat can they pose? Mm-hmm. Because even beating Argentina doesn't guarantee you a spot. Yeah, yeah. In the next stage, especially the way they're looking. I mean, it's, it's bad now. news for Argentina, but. But depending on on what happens to uh, to Argentina or Poland and, and Saudi Arabia, it doesn't guarantee you a spot. Just which is crazy. You don't want to leave it to the last day. Yeah, uh, this group that's it, it feels at. like that's what it's gonna come down to. Mm-hmm. You know, the last day. Yeah. So I mean, um, yeah, it was a fun game. Um, it was like I'll say. Like I was telling Ernie, I was like, for a zero zero, it was fun. Some zero zeros, <laughs> it's just a matter of like no mm-hmm. team even gets a clear chance. And the atmosphere was peak. Yeah, the atmosphere was peak. We watched it at a at a pub, and and it was a majority Mexico fans uh, by far. <laughs> it was and like ninety nine percent. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun, man. And and you know, I think that's the best time when you enjoy football, and you're also you're enjoying the game, but also enjoying the reaction of everyone else, the banter, the jokes, the highs, the lows. You know, mm-hmm. there was. I feel like. The quietest moment was the moment leading up to the penalty. It's it yeah, kind of felt yeah, like yeah, all yeah. the faith in the room got sucked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the moment that Ochoa makes that save, it was you know just jubilee oh, and, and man, joy. That was, it was really cool to be a part of as a neutral. Um, that was you know thing. I was just kind of like that was fun, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. um, and yeah, I can't wait for the next match. It's gonna be you know a good time for sure. Shout out Ernie, man. 
Yeah, he went hard. <laughs> he, he did. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was cool. He even had his headband and everything, man. That was yeah. It was, it was a good time with that cat for sure. Um. Uh, yeah. Next group is a uh, group D. Uh, Denmark, Tunisia, same thing, nil nil. Uh, did you watch this one? No, I, 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 I truthfully, I wasn't really yeah. too like gripped or even drawn to that one. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't too uh, acquainted with that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, same. I didn't follow along with that one. The next one I did happen to watch, uh, France versus Australia, man. And, uh, you know, France did go down. France did go down 1-0. And it was a cool goal, too. I, yeah, yeah, it was a nice goal. And you kind of thought, you're like, for a second, it's like, oh, shit, is this stupid-ass, like, curse real? <laughs> but the, I think France were still better in that moment anyway. And it, it was, for me, it was just a matter of time that, that they were going to score, I, you know, they just rained it on them 4-1. Yeah. They're, they're, again, one of those teams that did what they had to do against against the level of opposition to 4-1 against Australia. It's I mean, Australia, yeah. Yeah, man, you, you should be doing that. You should be doing that. Yeah. I think France, England, and Spain really kind of nailed it in yeah, terms yeah. of uh, uh, meeting expectations. Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree. And the France team that right now, you know, they have their their absences that are that are notable mm-hmm. and and in that absence i will say Giroud stepped up to the plate um oh now he's joint uh joint yeah. leading scorer for the french uh football federation yeah and he's a guy that you know it's not your most talented he's not the quickest not the you know not the strongest still re- uh, like relatively strong but the guy you know knows how to put the ball in the back of the net and yeah i'm, I'm happy for him because i feel like a lot of times you know he was kind of the butt of a joke but you know, the guy, no matter where he goes, he's scoring. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I respect that. No, football is going to remember Olivier Giroud. For sure. For sure. Um, well, even more so now that he's probably going to break the uh, French scoring record. Yeah, yeah. Which totally. is crazy considering the history that they have and the players that, that have represented them. Yeah, well, when you play Luxembourg and, you know, fucking Gibraltar enough, I guess. Nah, just kidding. Nah, I'm, I'm just shitting on him. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, good result for France, expected, and, and Australia, you know, were the effort up until the 10th minute, and then everything went to shit after, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, let's be honest, man. It's, it's Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tim Cahill was probably, like, one of your most memorable players, and he's not even there anymore, so. Uh, <laughs> but Everton yeah. legend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, following that match, though, uh, we did have uh, Morocco against Croatia. Um, I didn't watch that one. No, me neither. Uh, That's like one of those 2 a.m. games. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I, I did expect Croatia to maybe win that, but I they, guess, you know, it was a good f- hard-fought battle. Um, it does look like, you know, Morocco created more chances to, to shoot, but, you know, as far as, you know, getting them on target, they both finished with two shots on target. So, yeah, might have been a snooze fest. Glad I didn't, you know, waste my time waking up for that. But, <laughs> yeah, two you know, teams that aren't too memorable. Um, following this game, uh, we did have Germany against Japan, and another surprise, um, you know, Japan beating Germany two to one, mm-hmm. and, and Germany only scoring on a penalty, kind of like Argentina. Oh yeah, the parallels. Yeah, which is but, ironic too. But Japan way. actually have, you know, they do have some talent uh, that yeah, they yeah. can think of and. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, and I know I hate to go back to Argentina and Saudi Arabia, but I saw a graphic today of like the total value of uh, of Saudi Arabia's team mm-hmm. is somewhere like twenty five million euro. Yeah, 
versus Argentina's total value, which is oh, like yeah. over 600. For sure, yeah. <laughs> so it's crazy. Um, and I'm sure Germany's and, and Japan's is... Oh, man. There, I'm sure there's a big disparity there, but but I'm also sure that, that Japan's team is uh, valued a bit higher. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Um, and yeah, it's... it's it, it, we didn't expect it, right? Because Germany have a great team. They have great players that play in great uh, clubs and great leagues versus, like, Japan. We're off the top of my head. I can list maybe three or four players, if that. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah, it was a surprise for sure. And, and you know, two good, you know, well-executed goals, I'll say. Um, so, I mean, credit to them. Because in reality, Germany created much more, should have at least equalized this, if not win. But that's football. Um, and credit to Japan's defense. Tamiyasu, I mean, stepped up to the occasion. And, you know, Japan's it's an, it's an interesting team for sure. I mean, I think they can impress. I mean, they beat the U.S. leading up to this World Cup. Also, Saudi Arabia held us to a tie. So, hey, man, maybe it's not a bad look for the U.S., but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, a uh, big surprise, and, and we'll see if there's a few more in this tournament. Um, yeah, but following this ma- match, another surprise, but for the different reasons, Spain beating Costa Rica 7-0. Uh, we already kind of discussed this, but, I mean, it's just a team that executed their game plan. They look so organized. They know what they're doing. They find the spaces. I mean. Yeah, again, it's it's a team that was put together with a purpose. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the players, and you can list the players that aren't there. But the ones that did make the squad, well, they're there for a reason. And that reason is very obvious. They're able to control possession, passer. I think they had a, over 1,000 passes completed versus sub-200 for Costa Rica. Yeah. Percentage was 82 to 18. Yeah. I mean. And did Costa Rica even get a shot off on target? No shots on target. No Golly. shots in general. So, I mean. No yeah. shots in general. In general. Like, Fucking you know, hell. So. That's... So frustrating. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever been on a team beat that bad. Have no, you? I don't man. Think so. No, that's that's, that's like year two in two fuck, separate man. divisions. That you don't even want to show up for the second half, and, that. and that's what I'm saying. Like the second half, like the players look dejected. Like they look like they were just like zombies, just running around after the ball. Golly. Yeah, but you know, fair result. Uh, good result seven for Spain, nil, man. Yeah, seven. That's a nil. confidence builder for sure. But yeah. that's also maybe motivation for Germany. Like, hey, these fuckos, these little bastards are pretty good, huh? Let's, uh. Yeah. It'd be awesome to see Germany beat Spain. Ah. Uh, not just, for me. Just but for the chaos of what's going to happen with that group. The chaos will be fun, yeah, but I, I like Spain because the players they have and the football they play. How did you feel about, uh, uh, Carlos Soler? Oh yeah, uh, I, I mean I, I like Carlos. He, he was like he was lapping it up, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's like um, I mean he knows it's like the seventh goal of a, of a routing, but he'll make sure to find the camera, look at it, celebrate. Yeah, wink into the camera and and yeah. I mean he's a, he's a good player though. I will say. I like Carlos. I mean it's just it's a very talented team, and there's not one guy who overshadows another, and I think that's that's very important as much as people like to bank on a leader like Ronaldo or Messi or Neymar. Sometimes it's nice when it's like, well, you can't spot one of the guys. It's like they they all can beat us. They all understand their purpose. And by the way, England reminds me a lot of that too. Yeah, like, yeah, It's yeah. just a very well-rounded mm-hmm. team. 
Uh, but yeah, it was going to be a fun watch going forward. And that game, Spain Germany, can prove to be one of the best group stage games if you know if it doesn't disappoint. So yeah, uh, following this one though, we did have Belgium beat Canada ever so slightly. That was a good match. It was good, man. And um, you know, credit like we said, credit to Canada. We kind of discussed this earlier, but I always thought Belgium was the better team, but they didn't dominate the way I would have expected them to. And a lot of people. We're criticizing Roberto Martinez. Part of me doesn't know if it's even down to him because I mentioned this to you earlier. There's certain holes in that team where it's like, well, wow, if they had a better winger, if they had Lukaku, you know, maybe things could be different. De Bruyne wasn't, you know, wasn't his best performance, and they still got a one nil mm-hmm. win against a, a yeah, good candidate team. You know what? It, it was kind of weird to to see KDB's decision making. Being that bad, yeah. Because there was a moment too, and early in the game, <laughs> where where he had Tielemans on the right, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah for was, easy. There was some you know. of those, and he was trying to force it. He was trying to force a through pass when there was like an open lane for for uh, Tielemans or somebody else or or Carrasco. It, it was kind of odd, but you know, everyone has those games, and maybe next time he'll go off. You know, yeah, no, I I think he's good for it, and it's not like he played bad. He just didn't. It's just Please. like he he ha- also Go has ahead. a standard that you expect. You yeah, know? but you know that he he just didn't do things that he should have done. Yeah, for sure. And, and usually does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I th- I think um, you know for for all the credit that that uh, that Canada gets for for playing a tough game and their XG and all that, they were pretty disappointing in in their in their in the way that they went about their attack as well. Yeah, it, it's it's even hard to say because sometimes they should have crossed when they played when they played short ball. So I don't know. I can't feel too bad for them. Um, again, I hate them, so <laughs> it, I don't want to give them that credit. Um, they they just shot a lot, and there was a lot of blocked shots that that were registered against them uh, or in favor of them. That I I don't think. I don't think they were as dangerous as maybe things might suggest and the narrative. Like, the, the narrative is telling you that, that Belgium were totally outplayed, that they were that they stunk, but they snuck a goal. People are more positive about what Saudi Arabia did or what Japan did than, uh, dude, than what yeah. Belgium did. And I was actually thinking the won. exact same thing, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like Belgium actually won. And people are not giving enough credit to Mexico and the U.S. for, I mean, maybe not even that much the U.S., but Mexico more so on maybe Yeah, because they didn't score. Like, the fact that Mexico didn't score is, is going to be a negative. But the way they went about their attack and And they, they kind of got there, you know? Yeah, they, they totally got there. You know, I, I didn't look at the XG numbers, but so, in, in some instances, I, I kind of don't give a shit about that. Um, but, yeah, Canada's getting all this credit, and... You gotta fucking finish. You gotta convert. At the end of the day, they, I, I they don't took feel that sorry for you if you didn't convert because there, there was very few chances where where Courtois was even tested, other than the penalty. That was gonna say that's that was their best chance, and credit to Courtois making the save. Some people are like, why is Alfonso Davies taking the penalty? Maybe that's yeah. And I don't think he should have. Maybe like, should have been Jonathan Just because he's your best David. player doesn't mean he he deserves to take. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah, it's it's weird, um, but. Ah, you know it's football. I mean, people I love the crazy. idea that that uh, Canada hasn't been in the World Cup in 36 years, and they've and they haven't scored in in that amount of time, 
Or they haven't scored in a World Cup in 36 years or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't care about that. And, and by the way, people are saying the same shit about Wales. Like, well, it's been like... Oh, it's know. been like 60 years since yeah. they've been in a World Cup. And people are saying, oh, well, like, Tim Wales is the first guy to score against them since Pele. I mean, that that's doesn't good, matter at that all. Doesn't mean are, are we going to suggest that Tim Wales is going to have a legacy like Pele? Yeah. Like, is, that what, is that what you guys are... Is that what I'm understanding? Because that, to me, sounds like total bullshit. Yeah, it doesn't mean much. But Tim Weah, by the way, played really well, so I, I will give him his, his flowers. But the, that stat well, is insignificant. I will maintain that he's USC's best player. He's really good. He's really good. He has a, a different level for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as far as Canada-Belgium, it, it was a good game. Uh, that wraps it up for the game so far. I don't know if you want to go into the previews. We should. Yeah, we should. Just Yeah. Um, so tomorrow, early morning, we have... Switzerland playing against Cameroon. Um, I really don't know what to gather from this game. Part of me just kind of wants to say Switzerland is better, but, you know, as this tournament has shown, you never really know, so it might be more closer than we think. I'll take a 1-1. Yeah, that's fair. Double hockey sticks. I'm cool with that. I'll be neutral about that. Yeah. Uh, The following game, we have Uruguay against uh, Korea, South oh, Korea. Man, that, that's a good match, man. Yeah, that's a good one. Because um, you know, K- Korea's, they're a quick bunch. Yeah, quick and, bunch. You know, they have a couple of stars. With a little sparse. Yeah. Um, but, but Uruguay happens to be your dark horse, right? One of them. Yeah, one of them. Uh, I, you know, I don't know what to expect yet, but I, I think Uruguay can get the better of them. Just because, you know, we could say Korea has Sun and maybe a few other guys, but, like, I think Uruguay has... Just some X factors and well, play. and you cannot you, yeah. Maybe they won't be the factors that they would have been four years ago, or even six or eight years ago. But you can't discount having uh, Cavani and Suarez. That that's one thing, and and I'll even flip it and say the guys that haven't done it yet, like Darwin Nunez mm-hmm. and Valverde. I mean, those are guys that oh, exactly. that can make a name this World Ponya Cup. Pentacur. Betancourt, yeah, I mean. And I think and Jimenez, by the way, isn't he's he isn't too old, man. He's one no, of the no, better he, defenders. Yeah, 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 yeah. Godin is obviously aged. He's but just fucking always injured. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. But I think Uruguay should take this. I'll, I'll give them a two-one. You know, but I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a shootout, three-two. That's fair. That's fair. Um, that's a good. That would be a good game. Following that one, uh, Portugal Ghana. Oh man, that's I think that's a better match than than we anticipate. Yeah. Um, we look at Portugal just because of their stars, but I, I think Ghana has has a pretty good team and they have a pretty good lineup. Um, I, obviously, you just got to go with Portugal's you know established players. They're technically better. They're just they're just better. They're right? just better all around. Yeah. Ah man, I'll take. Uh, I'll take a tough two-one Portugal game. That's fair. Yeah, I'll, I'll say two-nil Portugal. And I think Ronaldo's going to score. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he, I would he's love different. like there. There would be nothing more Ronaldo-esque than him scoring. Yeah, penalty. Ah, well, nah, yeah, Messi's not too far away from that. I mean, either way, man. If it's a penalty, if you're making it, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of penalties have been we've missed. We've seen we've seen two big penalties missed in the yeah. last couple of days, and by like you know by good players too. So, yep. Yep. Um, yeah. True. That's fair. Uh, Next and the final game of tomorrow will be Brazil, Serbia. Man, that's a fun game. Um, I think Brazil should win. I think Serbia will be physical. They'll they'll be a pain. So Mm -hmm. I'll I'll give uh, Brazil the 2-0 win. I'll I'll get a rough 2-1. That's fair. Another one, yeah. I think Serbia's uh, good enough to, to, you know, scratch them, to draw some blood. For sure, for sure. They're a physical bunch. All right. Let's uh, let's preview uh, match day two. 
Yeah, we have Wales against Iran. Um, Iran. Uh, well, this one's going to be hard to shake because every time I see the flag, that's what I think. Uh, but Wales, I think, have enough class to beat Iran. Uh, Iran. Uh, not by much, though. I will say I, I think Iran will, you know, prove a tough task. I'll go 2-1 Wales. You know that makes things very tough for USA. That's the reality, though. If they, if they beat Iran 2-1, I think the U.S. can do the same, if not more. But we'll have to see what that what that carries. So, um, you know, I'll take Wales 2-1. Oh, man. You know, I don't really have a whole lot of faith in this match. I, I'm taking 1-1. I would prefer that result, if I'm honest. I just think yeah. Wales is, is better, but... Mm-hmm. We'll, you know, we'll see. We'll have to see what that holds. Um, following that, we have Qatar Senegal at mm-hmm. five a.m. Uh, group A action. Yeah, uh, I have to give it to Senegal. <laughs> I'll give it uh, one nil. I'll take a three one Senegal. That's fair. Yeah, I I do. You know, the, a lot of these teams are like levels above Qatar, and what Qatar showed me. The one thing that I didn't mention in the first match, I really do feel like they were shook. Like that, the moment was too big for them. I felt, like from what I saw last year in the Gold Cup, uh, like they were just going after it. Like things, things. Uh, they they didn't really have all that pressure now that they were hosting. They probably never thought they'd make a World Cup. They they really didn't seem up to the moment. I think, I think yeah. they shrunk. Yeah, so it could speak. be true. Um, in Senegal, I, I I really liked the way they played. I I really thought they pushed. The Netherlands as far as they could, um, you know, lacking the talisman, man, uh, it sucks so bad. But I still take uh, Senegal three one. That's fair. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Netherlands Ecuador, fuck, that's a good one. That's a good. I one. I really like that. Yeah. Um, just off of, I don't know, man. I'm just gonna go with my soccer brain here, my football brain, and take Netherlands two one. Mm-hmm. I really wouldn't be surprised if Netherlands or if Ecuador either drew or beat them. Oh, but, man. But, I, but I'm going to naturally take Netherlands. Exactly. They weren't great. No, nah, no. Nah. They, they, they weren't like hugely impressed. I was more impressed by Senegal, but maybe maybe I was surprised. But uh, I was I was impressed by Ecuador. Uh, we'll just see. We'll just see when they're meeting someone that's at their you know, physical and technical level. Maybe Netherlands is going to blow them out. Yeah, I, for me, I'll take a. This is surprising, but I'll take a one-one draw. Oh, it's but it's it's such a clash of different that'll footballing make, styles. Make that that group very interesting. Yeah, um, very different styles. So we'll see. One-one. Mm-hmm. Um, Following that, a uh, really Ooh. good match. England USA. Um, I will say, last time we faced off in the World Cup, we got the last laugh. Um, Different times though, different different players, different coaches, just different football. England are the better team. I don't think that's even a question. Um, but the best team doesn't always win. And I'm just gonna I'm banking on hope and optimism, and I'll I'll give it a one-one draw. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my brain tells me that England should win and are better, but my heart with the U.S. You're gonna go with your heart. I'm gonna go with my heart on this mm-hmm. one. I'll I'll give it a draw. Yeah, one one. And that's a big result, by the way, because yeah, if once Wales plays them and if they can replicate that, then they have a really good shot. But 
you know, obviously England is a very good team, and um, I think our, our defense is much better than Iran. Uh, Iran, so it's like, um, yeah, it, it'll be fun. It'll be fun for sure. I'm gonna definitely try to catch this one uh, wherever I can, really. I will take England. That's fair. Uh, but I'll be. But I think USA is gonna play to their level, and. Uh, I'm going to take a 2-1. And that's out of respect for uh, the talent that the U.S. has. Yeah. That's going to be such a good match, man. Oh, fuck. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't yeah. wait for that. Oh, man. Saturday, that's... God damn, that's so, so uninteresting. Tunisia versus Australia. Oh, golly. Nil-nil. Mm. No, no. uh, 2-1. 2-2. 2-2. Poland versus Saudi Arabia. Man, that one's... You don't know what to expect now. I'll I'll take I'll take a two 0 Poland. Man. That complicates things for everybody. Yeah. In that group. Um, man, myself. Um, I'll take a one one draw. Hmm. I mean, after seeing what wow. Saudi Arabia did to Poland, wow. and as toothless as Poland looked against Mexico, they re- they really were. They they didn't create they, clear they chances. Really, yeah, I, I think. And I was talking to a Polish fan the other day. They they were just so upset and um, pissed off at their manager. Like he he employs a system that doesn't befit his players. I don't know if they're all that talented though to really. Play. They were really looking for a counter. Um, Lewandowski wasn't involved enough. I think. I don't know if he has the sort of talent to drop as deep as he should. Like maybe like a Benzema can. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's lethal in the air. He's lethal in finishing. But if you're pressing him tight, if you're going against him, covering him, and, and you know keeping him away from service, they don't really have anything else that they're going to go with. And it's not like they're going to take him off. Yeah. I don't know. I like like you said, they're kind of toothless. I still give them enough respect, and I don't think Saudi Arabia are as good as beating Argentina on a consistent basis. Uh, yeah, I'll take I'll take Poland. That's fair. I, nah, I mean, that's my logical pick, yeah, too. Yeah. But just seeing what I've seen so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll take a 1-1. One, one. Mm-hmm. Uh, following this, France, Denmark. Um, France, uh, clearly clearly the better team, even with a B team, I would say. Um, yeah, I'll give it to France 3-1. Uh, 3-1 one. One sounds fair. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the big dog of the day, man. Yeah. This one, this one could really... This one could really define the group as it stands. Because if Mexico beats Argentina, that's bye-bye. Yeah. That, you're out. Like, yeah. There's nothing you can do in the fourth game or nothing that can happen that's going to get you moving on. Um, I, and I have to stand by my initial prediction, yeah. which is that Mexico tops the group, uh, which means they have to beat Argentina. <laughs> 2-1. Hey, that's a fair result. Um... I think this game's gonna be close for one. Oh, I think it's it's not like one team is is immensely over the other, um, but I think Argentina currently the amount of pressure they feel, the amount of fire they have, especially after what happened against Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think they're able to edge Mexico ever so slightly, two uh, one for me, and I think um, you know. I, my, what worries me about Mexico is the fact that they 
haven't shown an ability to score, you know, to mm-hmm. define the, yeah. the plays that they can make. But the c- fact that they can get there and that Argentina's defense is is a sus. They're definitely impregnable for sure. I'm not I'm not denying that. And by the way, I think even though Mexico didn't show it against Poland, I I'm not exactly fully convinced on Mexico's defense yet. It's a lot of a exciting match. He was good. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I know we shot on him a lot, or maybe you did more than me. Hector Herrera misplaced a few balls. I know, I get it, but he didn't look as bad as I thought he would. Fair. Uh, and and I think. Um, that whole midfield, I would say Mexico won the midfield battle for sure. There, I mean, but, but also Tata's like recognition on who to put in, and then the personnel that 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 he chose uh, to bring and, and had at his disposal, I think, was a, a pretty big downfall because you're bringing in, uh, let's say, Charlie Rodriguez when when someone like Lainez, uh Beltran can make a difference. Even he even brought in uh, uh, Eric uh, Gutierrez, yeah. who's Perfectly fine to play that he didn't bring on. I thought he was a, a lot more, uh, a lot better of an option than than whoever he brought on. And I think that's also like something that's working against them. Um, so maybe Tata's going to recognize that he didn't make the the right adjustments and the right subs, and and, and uh, rectify that. But Argentina's always dangerous, man. I mean, it's yeah. not like I'm not I'm not trying to say that Argentina sucks or that. That uh, that it's gonna be a cakewalk, nah, man. I, you know, it's definitely a tough game. The, yeah, these teams uh, when they when they square off, they never disappoint. No, no, it's always yeah. It's it, always it, fun. It, it's always a battle. It's a battle, and and I'm so excited to oh, to see that. It, it, that one's gonna be just a nail biter. Yeah. Uh, can't wait. Uh, following that though, the following day we have Japan, Costa Rica. I have Japan winning two nil. Um, I think Japan's better. I think Costa Rica is one of the least deserving teams in there in the tournament. Um, and, yeah, Japan. And, you know, we're just going to get more of that in the future, too, with the expanded uh, World Cups in the future. Yeah, yeah. And, mm. and but also that does breed the chance for some surprises. Yeah. Like, like, like Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's weird. But, yeah, I think going with my brain, Japan should win this mm-hmm. easily. And, and, yeah, it's that's... Wrapped up for me. Following that, we Wrap have it up, yeah, Bel- uh, Belgium and Morocco. Morocco, not a significant team. I gotta be honest. The whole region of Afcon is is underwhelming at the moment. Um, coming from a time, have they got where, any positive results yet? Uh, no. We're here shitting on fucking Concacaf, but but Afcon haven't produced any. I mean, they took L's. Well, Morocco drew against Croatia. Um, is Tunisia? Yeah, Tunisia as well. They they Saudi, drew. Well, Saudi Arabia. Well, no, well, they're, they're Arabia, part of Asia. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Iran lost. Iran's. Iran's Asia? also Asia. Yeah. Okay, Senegal, they lost. Okay, yeah. So Afcon is a, Cooked. a non-factor. They're, like back back then though, like they were nice. Like Ghana was nice. I think Ghana could Ivory still do Coast something. Ivory Coast was good. I, oh yeah, Ivory Coast. Nigeria man. even. It, it's so weird to not see Nigeria in here, but you know everybody has their down periods. Um, but yeah, Belgium should win this easily. Two nil for me. Could be more. Uh, but yeah, following this match though, we have Croatia against Canada. Um, this is a match that I think favors uh, Canada in in a way because I think uh, Croatia is, is kind well, of a bit of an aging well, team. Well, Croatia has the same problems that Belgium does. 
Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> not not nearly as enough talent though. Ah oh, man. I know I know Modric is great. Kovacic. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I'm, I'll take Croatia. Man. I don't know, man. I I think it's just the thing is that uh, I think Canada can exploit Croatia as far as like their defensive qualities. Um, you know, so I'm not I'm not in, entirely convinced yet. I'll have to give Canada the upper hand ever so slightly to one. All right, and then the big dog of the uh, second match day. Yeah, and this is finally where we see like two superpowers going at it. Yeah, Spain this is versus a really good Germany. Game. You're not gonna like what I'm gonna say. <laughs> You're not gonna like it. Germany. Germany three one. You know, I was thinking the same score, but the other way around for Spain. Fair. Um, and I think we're in for a great match. Uh, see the the thing with with these kind of teams, maybe maybe Germany uh, more so than Spain. Uh, they're better when teams open up. When teams kind of like sit back, when they make it tough, when they make it gritty. Yeah. It, 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 they maybe don't know how to exploit that versus these two teams are going to be expansive. They're technical. They're, they're always looking for that, that extra pass or, or uh, to, to take advantage of one overload or something. And um, I actually happen to think Germany is a more talented group of players. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if if, if that's necessarily true. Um, I think they're very talented, but I think Spain is just as talented and also more organized. Uh, really, because they've had their manager for years, you know, years now. Whereas Hansi Flick has been there for I think like two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is one of the more underwhelming German teams I've seen in in my lifetime. I know they still got some studs there. Some are inexperienced. Some just happen to make it. You say the same about Spain because they have a ton of youth. They do, but they're actually a little. For me, at least, they're a little bit more cohesive, and and they play in the same league, and they, you know, they've just they have a great understanding of what they're doing, and I haven't got that sensation from Germany. Um, but it, I think they're both very talented. I think what's going to define the game is going to be. Um, just the creativity in the midfield, and when you guy you got guys like Busquets and Rodri, and you're able to link up play with Pedri and Gavi and, and some guys who just can also drop back and go forward. Uh, that's what for me kind of pushes them over the edge. Uh, but I do agree, like if if Spain does play a high line, uh, you could definitely get exposed with guys like Sané, Nabri, um, and, and Musiala is a very great technician in the midfield. It's going to be a, a very fun game. I just think Spain uh, can edge them out. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean it, it really is a battle of the midfields because you have Goretzka, Kimi, uh, um, uh, Gunduan, Musiala, all, and Gnabry and, and, and uh, Sané. They can also drop back. They, they can also create. They can also dribble. Um, and, he, yeah, I, I'm excited for that one. I yeah. think it's gonna be a really good fucking. Match. It's a good game. It's a good. It's for all. Sure. It's really hard to predict. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but um, yeah. following that. Um. Yeah, and then on um Monday, fuck. All right, and then for Monday, uh, Cameroon versus Serbia. Shit, that's a good little battle. Yeah, I'll take Cameroon one 0 You know, on this one, I'll take Serbia. Yeah. Yeah, just because I think they have the better team. Um, with some of the players they have, but 
Yeah, I, I think Cameroon is in an era of being a bit underwhelming as as opposed to some of the teams they've had in the past. But you never know. It could be either. It could go either way. But I think I'll just give it to Serbia. Did, did we talk about uh, Samuel Atol's, uh, uh bracket? Oh no, I don't think we did. It was one of the most delusional ones I've seen. <laughs> he Alexi Lalas was pretty bad too. But, yeah, yeah. But this guy was just like okay. There, there gets to a point where yeah, you go for your team. Yeah, you have your biases. But this dude had like all the Afcon teams getting to like the round of sixteen or the or the uh, quarterfinal, and he had uh, he had Cameroon and I want to say Morocco in the final, with Cameroon winning. Yeah, that like, that kind of pissed me off. I, in fact, it, I was like, like how how can you be so black? Are you taking the piss? I want to yeah. know. Like I really want to ask him. Are you just fucking around? Like, is this a joke to you? Or like, what makes you even remotely believe that? Yeah. It's like, no. And then the people are like, well, you got to have faith in your team. I understand that. But but there's there's that, whatever you want to call that. And then there's delusion. Or, or straight up just, like, being full of shit. Yeah. Well, one thing is also believing in Cameroon. And another thing is having another AFCON team meet you there. Like, come on, brother. Like, like Morocco. That yeah, it, 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 it was, was it was Morocco, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Morocco or, or Tunisia. And then you look at the route that the that the teams took, and you're you're beating all these big teams: Brazil, France, Germany. Yeah, he you're, must believe in curses. You you're so full of shit. Yeah, I hate that. I, I can't stand that. Like, yes, stand for your team. Like, tell me something improbable. Like, tell me that U.S. is going to make it to the semifinal over England and the Netherlands or something like that. That's remotely believable. Yeah, yeah, we can we can stretch our imagination to that. Um, as much as I would love to see that, like you know, with Mexico, it should never works out that way. I don't think it's like at the end of the day, you can bank on getting a, a I don't want to say a lucky result, but a fortunate result, right, against a team that maybe you didn't deserve it against. Yeah, you can. You might be able to bank on that one, maybe two matches where you just you're just riding this high. Like think of Iceland in the Euros back in I think 2016. Yeah, where they they just kept getting these results and they were grinding them out. But eventually, talent and skill overcomes that. Mm-hmm. And Cameroon, Morocco, USA, Mexico don't have that. There there comes to a certain point where where that little story just comes to an end. And I'm sorry. Cameroon just doesn't have it. They really don't. And we'll find out tomorrow what they can offer. Yeah. yeah I, I just true. don't. I have no reason to believe that. Yeah. You know, but um, following this, though, we have Korea, Ghana. Um, I think this is a good game, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, I, for, for, personally, for me, I'll take a draw on this one. I think both teams have a few talented players. Ghana obviously has guys like Thomas Party, um, uh, Onana, I believe, and, you know, just a few, a few other guys. Williams. Yeah, and yeah, Yaki Williams. I'll take a draw on this one, 1-1. One, one. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Following this, we have Brazil, Switzerland. Um, man, Brazil. Don't feel like we've talked enough about them, and I think they will do very well in this tournament. I'm most excited to see them, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a, a bit of a more competitive match for them. Um, yeah, easily... Uh, Maybe like a 3-1 win for uh, Brazil over Switzerland. Mm-hmm. No, they're clearly better. Yeah. But, you know, 
the, the opposition that you, that you see against them, it's like, I want to see them tested, man. Yeah. So I want to see them against, like, a really nice team. Um, so, anyway, we'll, we'll see uh, what happens with that. Um, it might not happen till the quarterfinals or mm-hmm. the round of 16. So, uh, anyway, uh, Portugal versus Uruguay. Damn, that's a good one. Very good one. That's a very good one. Oh, fuck. I'm really curious to see how Uruguay plays. And, and I think a lot will bank on what their management has set up for them. Because I know what to expect from Portugal from their management. And I don't, I'm not too impressed and I haven't for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, I, for me personally, this game reeks of a draw. For that reason, I think Portugal are the better team. They have more depth, but I think I'm banking on but, Uruguay. But they also haven't really been impressive on anything that we've seen lately. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. But it's just very hard to even think that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. when when you think about guys like Bernardo Silva and mm-hmm. obviously Ronaldo and you got Andre Silva. And it's just it's a, it's littered with, with world-class players, you know, Ruben Diaz, Joao Cancelo. Um, and, and and co, uh, but yeah, I th- I think Uruguay, they just have something to them as far as uh, you know, like a fight. And you know, it's funny we're predicting these games now. We haven't seen some of these play teams play yet, yeah, and we yeah. will see tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, that this is my current pick as of now, and and I might I may be totally wrong, but I'll, I'll give it a draw for that one. I'll take Portugal. Fair play. Two one. I'm taking a lot of two ones. Just. I feel like that's a that good. Like, that's that's like very these, kind. That that there's teams that have like the good amount of attack, um, but also are going to be reserved in the defense. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I know that I know that's kind of lazy too. Uh, I, recognize, I fully recognize that. Tuesday we have Ecuador Senegal. That's a very good game. Um, I think. Both teams are kind of equal. Um, it's a shame that Mane is not there. I feel like every time we see Senegal, we mention him, and, and it's just a fact that he's not there. But I'll give this a 1-1 draw. I think both teams are, are very similar yeah. as far as what they can offer, and, and mm-hmm. I think they'll Yeah, I'll take the 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, I, I was going to say 2-2 two, two might be even better because I think the, their discipline on defense may come into question. Um, so, yeah, I'll take – yeah, I agree. It's, I think it's a draw. Following this, Netherlands plays Qatar, and I think Nether- Netherlands are, are just too good for them. Yeah, Qatar is going to risk not scoring any goals. Yeah, yeah. And getting I, mean, zero I have no reason to believe that they will unless, like, a penalty or a set piece happens. And even a set piece is a stretch, but, you know. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really see them as an aerial threat the other day. No, no. Um, yeah, Netherlands winning 2-0 for me. Um, yeah. Wales versus England. Ah man, like your brain tells you England, but but these type of games they're like a they're, they're like a derby. You know they they're they're gonna go after it. They hate each other. Mm-hmm. Um, England three <laughs> zero. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I think um, for as much as we we can, you know, I want to I want to hype up the game, but like that that I don't think it's gonna be all as dramatic as maybe it's going to be portrayed yeah. that day or the day before. I think there's a big disparity between talent as well. Whereas there is also disparity with the England with England and US. Does anyone in Wales get onto the English team? No way. No way in hell. And you know, say like we just go back to the other match too. It's like if we do that with England and the US it's going to sound crazy too by the way, but like 
they may have one player that might get into the England team, and that for me would be Anthony Robinson mm-hmm. because yeah. they're very shallow at left back. But I think the, the point I'm getting to is that the disparity between England and Wales is much larger than England and, and the U.S. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for yeah. me, I, I, yeah, I totally agree, I think. In terms uh, of individual talent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do like the way Wales play cohesively. You got to wonder how how long they can keep that up, though, with such a frail well, squad. Well, they're, they're probably at the end of the road in terms of that generation of players. Yeah. Listen, they got they got into a very good position in the Euros. Uh, I think even the tournament before that. Yeah. They, they've, they've done well for themselves for, for, uh, for their generation. But... They're they're still relying on Bale. The Aaron Ramsey's getting call ups. I don't even know where he's at right now. I think he got. I think he got released from Rangers or Celtic, one of the the Scottish teams. R- Ramsey's well, I've never really been a fan, but yeah, for for him to be one of the best players, they still have Dan James, who's solid player. Yeah, Harry Wilson is, is Harry good. Harry Wilson. They have um, uh, who else? Nico uh, Williams, Nico is, Williams good. is good. So, so they have some players that you'll see like in the prem, like on lower, te- on like low bottom half teams, and in championship teams. But, like the talent that England has, man, it's it's wild. Yeah, know? it's and overwhelming. If I think, so. I, and I don't think it's a knock on Wales, man. Um, they're limited because uh, a lot of those players are able to represent England, and if they're the best. Then they're probably gonna go with a better team. Yeah, there's, there's same like, with Ireland no sh- too. Like, there's no shame in that. Like yeah, Declan exactly. Rice, Grealish. That's what they have working against them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with your scoreline yeah, as well. They're gonna. They're gonna get fucked. Up. Um, following Sorry. this match uh, on Wednesday, this is the last match day before we do our next pod. Uh, Australia played Denmark. I think Denmark are better. I'll give Denmark the one nil win, in that one. Um, following that, we have Tunisia against France. I think France are much better. I think that's like a 3-0 win for France. Poland-Argentina. I think uh, if Mexico can create chances against Poland, I think Argentina can as well. And I think Argentina ultimately win 2-0. And following this... Oh, I don't know if you want to give your prediction on that, though. Well, I mean, what what that game matters really is what happens with Mexico and Argentina. Yeah, so that, like, if Mexico beats Argentina, then like Argentina can beat them ten 0 It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, um, no, but I agree. I mean, I think Argentina are a lot better. Yeah, and then the following match is Mexico Saudi Arabia. You know, like it's crazy because I think prior to this we would just be like Mexico wins. Like what the fuck? No, Mexico wins. Saudi Arabia have shown us something that we didn't expect. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, they're, here's the hoping that they don't have as much respect for Mexico as they might have against Argentina or even Poland, just due to the fact that they have Lewandowski. Yeah. But, like, logically speaking, I'll take Mexico uh, 2-0. Yeah, I'll take Mexico uh, 1-0 for me, but it's still a win. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm not bought into Saudi Arabia yet. I don't want to let no, just no, one no, game skew so. my but, perception. But they really fucked the whole group up. They did, yeah. They, like, they screwed everything up. It's yeah, a, but I guess you could apply the same thing to it in case anyone else won, too. Yeah. It's just, it just so happens to be that Mexico or Poland didn't beat each other. Yeah. And there's still a lot of moving parts, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, totally. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's it for this week in terms of the World Cup. There's not really much else going on because the World Cup, goddamn mm-hmm. it. Um, one last bit of news, though, and this kind of came out yesterday uh, in the morning. Uh, Ronaldo and Manchester United have uh, separated. Yeah. Um, Mutually. Yeah, whatever that means. Um, I guess what what's next for the... Well, like, what? Where can we expect him to go? Where he can reason, where we can reasonably think that he's going to do well, or what he thinks of himself as? I honestly, I don't have. I, I really don't have a clue. Um, I think a lot will depend on what his uh, financial demands are. But truthfully, like, and maybe it's harsh when I say this, but I just don't think that he has a spot at a top European club anymore. And that's, like, no shame in it. Like, you know, he's he's up there in age. He's almost 38. I don't know if, if that's the place for him anymore, you know. And I don't want to see him on a bench, you know, because I think his allure, his prestige doesn't merit that. Personally, I, I would love for him to come to the MLS. Um, yeah, I was going to ask that. What, like, what do you think about the, the idea or the rumors of him wanting to come to MLS or... or I think it's 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 perfect um, because I don't think he has a spot in Europe at the top level anymore, which is the only position I could see him in because of his great and illustrious career. But granted, also the timing of all of this, you got to think MLS season is over too, you know what I mean? So he's still in time to sign for a club here stateside and participate in the next season. Yeah, I would love to see him. I don't know where he'd go. I know there's rumors of Inter... Miami. There's rumors of LA. Uh, you know, well, for a player like that, the, the the three big destinations are always New York, Miami, and LA. Yeah, I think it has to be. And um, you know, we saw Terry and Reed go to uh, uh, Red Bulls back then. You know, more recently, we've seen players like Nani come to Orlando. And you know, Beckham being at Inter Miami is is definitely a pull. He can go anywhere he pleases in the U.S. He'll get paid the way, the same way Slatan did. I, I, that's what I want to see, and I think that's uh, where his level is. Don't get me wrong; he comes here and he's gonna light it up. I think because you know he's just so good at yeah. finishing. But yeah. if he's gonna stay in Europe, then like he's really at looking at clubs like Sporting, where is like he came from, and that's not a team that's really competing for European silverware. Maybe they, they have a shot at the league, but you got to also keep in mind that there's really good young players at Sporting that really deserve the minutes that they've earned. So that's why I say MLS is good for him. Mm. That's just my ah. take. What um, about Mexico? <laughs> oh, Mexico would be, would be cool, too. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, Do a guignac. Would, would Chivas be able to <laughs> I don't, bypass the rule? I, no. I don't think he has any Mexican heritage in his blood, unfortunately. Not at all. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, uh, I think that's it. That's it for this week, man. World Cup. Staying in Manchester, though. Sorry to, you know, oh, just add one more tidbit. Oh. As of today, uh, Pep Guardiola has decided to extend his contract two more oh. years with Man City. Wow. Um, so I, I think that's significant for, for City fans and for, what, yeah. you know, whatever the the future curtails for them. I think it's a great move. I mean, like, I think I've said this before on record, but I'd keep him forever if I could. (laughs) But I always have in the back of my mind that he will leave eventually, but it's nice to see that he'll stay a few more years. Well, he's already, like, had 
his own longest tenure with for a club at City. So to bring that for another two years, yeah, it's not, that's not that's not good. Yeah, it's not entirely surprising, but at the same time, I feel like, like this like is like the anything. team that he's had the most input, and he's built to his own specification. Yeah, the, the transition between the front, the board, and and him has been seamless. Chiki Bergistan and Ferran Soriano and Kaldun Al- Al- Mubarak. They've peace be all, upon him. Yeah, peace be upon him. Peace be upon Sheikh Mansour. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's seamless, man. Like, whatever Pep wants, he gets. And it hasn't been like a kid at a candy store because he's got a, a player here, a player there. But, yeah, he has his way. And, and I think, more importantly, the, the identity balls of the that club. you have to say that. The fucking yeah. balls that you yeah. say that with. He's fucking incredible. I have to call you on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not a kid at a candy store. He's not exactly United. Well, he, he still gets who he wants, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. They, but they, they, get, they get the guy that they want. Well, we, we get the guy that we want, but we, I feel like we're not splurging the way that we could if we really wanted to. Yeah, but... Uh, like, he, he's gone after Manuel Akanji and, and guys that, like, we don't even know who they are. I mean, really, his biggest, his biggest toy has been Grealish. And I have to say, like... He's been great, but, you know, maybe not as as great as we thought he would be for his price. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I still I still <laughs> think that what he offers to the to the team is just, un, you know, undeniable and unrivaled. No, it, it, yeah, it's crazy. It, it's, like, it's, a, it's a cheat code for, for the league, for sure. Yeah, and currently, obviously. And, and just, like, familiarity, uh, um friendship comfort yeah he's just he's comfortable in, in England already so that, that you know they're that that team that team is built to play a certain way and it's going to uh, be a certain way and unfortunately for everybody else it's going to last two years more than they thought it might yeah or they were hoping anyway yeah but, but that's that's the only last thing I, I thought of that has been you know released that's in good. recent days but that's really yeah good. all right man two guys two mics two pints one full team World Cup is in full swing, and uh, well, pff, man, this shit's so good. It's it's been so fun so far, so for sure. And well, it's only like beginning. It's, you know? it's just getting better. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, we'll uh, we'll chat it up next week. Yep. Peace. Peace. Peace.